It's news from heaven. Angels have good days and bad days. We're talking today about the unity of all of life, something that really gets me geeked about the world that Swedenborg lays out is that it takes these things that seem disparate and unconnected, disconnected, malconnected, and lets you see oh, that they're all completely integrated, that there's not any wasted space in the minutia of life experience. For example, you could think angels, that sort of theological, spiritual idea. Okay, then there's us and our internal experience, but then there's even the, the way the physical world works, the day-night cycle, for example. And you say, these things seem like they're different genres, they're rendered in, with different video filters, something they could never fit together. But this shows just how it all goes seamlessly and even ties in with the struggle that you and I go through day to day. <laughs> I almost started with my pen backwards. Listen, life is not that fun, is it? I don't know, sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. I can say, look, life is hard. And some of the people watching this, yeah, it's hard. It's hard right now. Actually, it's been pretty hard for me recently, although today is a really good day. So for other people, they're feeling like, hey, life is pretty good. Why is it like that? And I would wager that even though you may be under siege right now, there have been times when you're not, right? So why do things fluctuate so much? Why can life be both of these things, almost like the cycle of day and night? And can we, by knowing about the internal day-night cycle. And the same cycle that angels are under, I'm giving it all away before we get there. Can we actually learn not to panic when it's night? Because when it really becomes night, nobody's worried that the sun's not gonna come up. Actually, we know exactly when it's gonna come up, when night's over. So this is from Secrets of Heaven, 10134. Why is mourning a state of love and the resulting light in the inner self? We're referencing a previous conversation where we were talking about the correspondence of the state of mourning. Not mourning like I'm sad. You can read this, right? M-O-R-N-I-N-G. The sun is coming up. The birds are tweeting. Mourning. I've been having trouble sleeping, so I've seen some mornings recently. Why is mourning a state of love and the resulting light in the inner self? So this, in sacred text, you have this thing that we all experience being used as a symbol or a correspondence of love and light in the inner self. Here we go. Angels in the heavens go through varying states of love and so of faith. Just as people in the world go through varying periods of warmth and also of light. What, what are you talking about? We don't go through varying periods of warmth and light. Those periods, of course, are morning, noon, evening, and night. So here you have this parallel that physical world and the spiritual world, come on. This is cool. So down here, yeah, we're on this globe and we're sitting here and we're spinning and it just so happens that because of where Mr. Sun is, black old sun, we, if we're on this side, we're in the shadow on this side of the light. That's all fine. You know that. But here, up in angel land where things are blue, where they are relative to their sense of self or their negativity, right? Because even angels, they, this is us. Hello, this is you. You end up up there through the process of regeneration. You become an angel. That's, that's what, it doesn't matter if we signed up or not. That's the plan. Although you can refuse it, but don't do it. So you have the Lord who is love and faith. 
and angels make the same rotation just like here you have this whole life based around we are moving relative to the sun angels move relative to love because what is love love is the lord wisdom is also the lord as well united in those two and they're both radiating out as the lord from the sun so you have a total parallel but with totally different things that it would seem sort of silly if angels you know, oh, it's nighttime from a physical darkness, the thing that gets angels down. And listen, before we shatter your conception of angels, yeah, they go up and down a bit. We'll go up and down a bit when we're them, but it's to continue to get better, right? And that's the process that we're going through as well. So angels go up and down because of what? Periods of uh, love and so of faith. So what motivates your heart and as such, what you understand, your recognition of the truth, what you believe. So in the word, morning symbolizes a state of love, noon a state of clear light, evening a state of dim light, and night or half light a state of dim love. Just to say, I know, we're getting a lot of chit-chat in here, not so much reading, but listen. Whenever you go into the Bible, or if you don't like the Bible, because you think, it, what, what's it talking about all this weird stuff that doesn't have anything to do with morality and what life is actually like with correspondences in hand. Go in there, and whenever we see it talking about mourning, because whenever we see it talking about morning, noon, evening, why is the Bible talking to us in those terms? Because those are the terms we know from this world, but they can be a bridge because we don't, if we, we don't have reference to what's a change of love or faith, we can understand, oh, it's kind of like nighttime. It's like the nighttime of the Spirit. So whenever you see that stuff in the Word, just know that's what's going on. Plus, nature is the original Word. That was what the earliest people read like you read a sacred text today. So you go out there, when you see the cycles actually moving, when you see it go from morning and experience it from going from night to morning, then you know that is showing you a picture of what the Lord does in angels' hearts and minds and in our hearts and minds. For the idea that these variations of state occur in the heavens, see all these numbers, the cross-referencer, of all, best cross-referencer of all time, Emmanuel Swedenborg, for the idea that mourning there is a state of peace and innocence and consequently of love for the Lord. Look at this abundance. Hey, Swedenborg was just trying to get anyone to listen to this. Hey, if you want to listen, if you want more, we're not going to leave you hungry. We're not going to leave you thirsty. It's all there. That noon is a state of clear light. And that evening is a state of dim light. Interesting that you've got kind of, it's not just that there's obviously one that's better. In the morning, peace and innocence and love for the Lord, which is probably the happiest state. But noon is this clear light. So we ourselves can't just be monolithic beings that are just all love. You have your wisdom cycle as well. And that there is no night in heaven, only half light. I'm not saying there's not stars. He talks about stars in heaven, but somehow it's not quite the same as night here. And so in the angelic mind, you never go out of love. You just get less of it. Half light symbolizes a state of dim love. The reason morning symbolizes a state of love and resulting light in the inner self is that when angels are in a state of love and light, they are in their deeper self. What makes an angel an angel, right? We talk about how each of us has an outer and an inner self. And it's not body and spirit. I think I mentioned this in the last episode. It's not body and spirit. 
It's your superficial characteristics and your deep characteristics. It's who you really are and sort of the facade that we put up when we're living. The innermost, the inner core of that, the Lord has his hand in. That there's a part of us that is divine. Not, not that we are divine, but that the divine is there. Well, at times, Swedenborg describes, he says, the inner self is the Lord's. That our outer self, is we have much more control over, and we can wreck it, and we can use it to shut down and tamp out the inner self. But there's an inner self in there that is good. And even, I think I recollect Swedenborg even seeing, yeah, the, uh, a totally evil spirit. So this is a person who was completely chosen. Hey, I would love to do everything that sucks. I want to harm people in all these kinds of ways. I want to throw away uh, my sense of rationality and all this stuff. That's how you get to be an evil spirit. You have to opt out of the angel program, right? But this spirit was put into a state of sort of, um, not, not hibernation, but sort of uh, out of it. And this little like child came out of the evil spirit. And Swedenborg was told, this is that, the inner self, that God is like keeping safe, even in that horrific condition. So you've got it in there. What, why, why are angels so great? Why are they so lo- loving? Why when people experience them, do they have this amazing presence? It's because it's the inner self in them. In us, the inner self is pretty buried in there. But in them, it's like the inner self is shining through. And it's really, as we'll see, what they're all about. So there's a perfect picture of an angel. When they are in a state of dim light and love, though, they are in their outer self. Nothing's ever eliminated. All the, if you think, I might miss some of my quirks, and it's a, nothing goes away, for better or for worse. And angels can even get led into this outer self state. After all, angels have an inner part and an outer part. When their inner part is dominant, their outer part goes almost silent. But when their outer part is dominant, they find themselves in a duller, murkier state. It's really all that order. Like Things are better for both parts when the inner self gets to call the shots. But there's a use in having the outer self, so we keep getting brought into it and brought into it to continue to reform it and perfect the entirety of the thing. What do you think Jesus Christ was doing? Why did, why did God manifest as a person? Because you've got to get to that outer level and fix that up. That is why they are in there inner dimension and so in their mourning when they are in a state of love and light but in their outer dimension and so in their evening when they are in a state of dim light and love you can see what causes their states to vary then either they rise to more inward levels and so to a higher zone of heaven's light and warmth closer to the lord or they sink to shallower levels to a lower zone of heaven's light and warmth farther from the lord so days there there's nothing of space and time in the spiritual world so how long is your morning? How long is your afternoon? How long is your evening? Those things are dictated by what kind of state of love and wisdom you're in. But everybody goes through these cycles. So even if it may be asynchronous, I've sometimes, I believe I've read that communities will go through these cycles together at times. You're all, you know the cycle. So you can know if somebody's, is it, uh, I think of those Snickers commercials, that like you're, you're not yourself when you're hungry. Are you in your evening state right now? Have a spiritual Snickers. Keep in mind that deeper levels are higher levels, closer to the Lord. That shallower levels are lower levels, farther from the Lord. 
That's all it is. Are you closer? Or are you farther? And that light and that light in the heavens <laughs> is the divine truth present in faith. Light in the heavens is the divine truth present in faith. Because you could just gloss over that as terminology. What does that mean? Light in the heavens is the divine truth present in faith. That's literal. Warmth in the heavens is a divine goodness belonging to love, each of them radiating from the Lord. It's not light is like the truth and love is like warmth. Just like morning, evening, night, literally are internal states there. This little radiating sun really is radiating love and wisdom. That's the spiritual dimension molecularly is made up of that stuff. That's where we get our love and wisdom from, that, that we have a part of us that can tune into that. You don't get photons from it. You get photons from the sun here, but you get love and wisdom from the spiritual sun. That light in the heavens is the divine truth present in faith. What? After all, the, Lord's, the Lord is heaven's son. God is the son of heaven. Not that God put it there. That's what heaven is, is being arrayed around the Lord like the planets are arrayed around the sun in our solar system. And that light, uh, <laughs> it's just like everything in the world is trying to pull me back to reread this sentence. I'm not going to do it. I read it a hundred times. Sorry. After all, the Lord is the heaven's sun from which angels have all their life and from which we therefore have all our spiritual and heavenly life. I told you. This is why they said without God you would die instantly because you're already... Let alone God is the force powering this physical world. I don't know exactly how that works. But right now, we have a lifeline connection to all the spiritual sustenance we need from this spiritual sun. Just like ecosystems here are dependent on the sun, primarily. I know there's some stuff in the vents of the ocean. I don't know if that... Well, I mean, technically, the sun was what allowed the earth to form in the first place. I digress. See the sections cited in for the idea that deeper levels are higher and consequently closer to the Lord. So we can know now that the cycles we go through here, the day-night cycle, it's okay that it's there. If you're in night right now, the sun is going to come up. That's a guarantee. It doesn't matter. You can think of the worst scenario you could possibly be in. Something as terrible is happening and you're, you're going to die from it. As soon as we're on the other side in the afterlife, there's this bright blazing morning because angels are around and they're there with love and you're healed and everything is great. But most of our night situations don't end like that. They end with eventually the day coming out. That's it. It's inevitable. That's how it works. And it's because God is never going to let something happen to us that's not useful. And it's not useful to keep somebody miserable forever. We're only there for as long as we, the shortest possible time in Providence. And why that is, complicated reasons. I'm not going to say it's not all right to get angry at the process. I'm angry at it all the time. But the, the truth, when I'm in my, my noon state, when I understand is I get, look, everything's going to be okay. You know, and as we move up, you know, as we spiral up on our journey of life, we get it so that the nights are no longer as dark the days are longer, and eventually, there's not really night. There's some, some contemplative time.
there's some time of lower things, but really it's the variation that you need to really love the good when you're in it. So know that as you go through your good and bad days, angels have them too, and it's all part of a really good process. And that's the news from heaven. Hey, if you like this program, please support us, otle.carsvox.com. Really helpful to us. We are a not-for-profit. Or go to authorlefteye.com and f- click our donation stuff. It'll take you to the same place. Thanks to everyone who has been donating. Leave a comment. If this show was interesting, let us know how. If it was useful, let us know how. Because we got to make sure we're not wasting your time. I <laughs> hope you have a great week, and I hope that um, you see a lot of morning and noon uh, in your mind and heart this week.